Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, Ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show, sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. Thanks to our podcasting partner, Pole String Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark Sylvester. Patrick, I want you to meet um, two local heroes, Matt and his brother, Sot. Guys, how are you? Doing fantastic. Thanks for having us on. Great, Mark. I, you know, we met well, within uh, four months, not long. Sure, not long ago. Recently. So an, another guy in the show, Seth Streeter, mm-hmm. who was on the show, introduced uh, Matt, you and I, through an email. He says, hey, you got to go talk to this guy. And then we went and talked, and I had heard about what you do. Your, your uh, organization is called Hustlers for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had heard about you at a Santa Barbara startup event as a uh, service that provides volunteer effort to nonprofits at events that they have. Is that fair characterization? That's right. Absolutely. Simple enough. And so as you, uh, our listener knows that uh, we produce TEDx. And so we did TEDx Santa Barbara. And it's like the biggest challenge is finding volunteers to do the stuff that no one wants to do, like the parking, the trash, that stuff. And I thought, oh, that's right. Those guys do that stuff. And you just delivered just spectacularly. That was uh, that aspect of what the event was about was having people so that the user experience was very seamless and there was no friction anywhere makes the environment for ideas worth spreading actually happen. So thank you for that. Yeah, pleasure to help. You're it's welcome. Great event. Yeah, it's great to be a part of it. So, so tell me about. Hustler, I love the brand, Hustlers for Humanity. I mean, I, I like that. Tell me about that. Well, what about the name or the actual? I just went to the, so much to it. talk about. Yeah, well, there's, uh, okay, let's go back to the creation myth, right? Every, there's sure. a, a creation story here. So what, what was the first thing you did? You said, hold it, this is a thing. We should do this. We had had the idea for quite a while to okay. start a team that was dedicated to just doing positivity in the community. Mm-hmm. So the Same. idea superhero had, team, exactly. Oh. You know, kind of just if you were a superhero hero yourself and were out there, what would that look like? And what would it look like if you had a whole team of others that were just out there working alongside you okay. to make sure things were running smoothly in town? So the idea was simple enough. We had borrowed it from other. Um, our dad actually started a nonprofit in Massachusetts. Really? For students, high school students. Uh, it's called Athletes Serving the Community. Okay. It was about 15 years ago now. Our younger brother was still in high school, and he said, "These kids are always playing sports after school. They work so hard at their their you know studies, but no one's volunteering. They're not doing any community service work together. Mm. How would we just get them involved more often together? They're already meeting after school, practicing, playing. Simple idea, and." 15 years later, it's an award-winning nonprofit in our town. Really? Thousands of kids have gone through the program. It was a simple concept that kids really latched onto because they love to just volunteer together as a team. They were already playing team sports together. They Uh, love the idea of gamifying, uh, right? uh, So uh, uh, you go uh, and volunteer as a group. It was more fun. So one event led to another event. And Matt and I saw that over the last 10, 15 years have happened. So we kind of... I'd already known about this type DNA, of model. It's in your DNA, isn't it? Yeah, and our dad is a very yeah. community-driven person. He's a firefighter. He's from our oh. same town. He's grew up in his Boston whole life. Boston firefighter, come on, side. right? 
It's from Brady, yeah, yeah. We're right outside. We're from Newton, Massachusetts, right next uh, door to, to Boston. Really yeah. beautiful town. So we saw that model, and we got here to Santa Barbara within two, three, four years ago. We just, I think we recognized the level of community and, we, and the, the tight-knit community mm. here. Yes, And yes. right away, we thought, we got to get involved here. Uh-huh. And to start with, it was really for us, I'd say, more than anything. And we're new here. It's hard to meet people. We weren't, didn't come here for school. We didn't, a profession didn't bring us here. We, we came here because we just fell in love with Santa Barbara and the weather, right. just the climate, everything drew us here. So the idea really was just to help us, us ourselves get involved first and meet people, go volunteer, and bring, what a great and bring strategy, some people along right? with us. Right? So, wh- who was the, wh- so tell us about the very first event you did or the first, what was that phone call? You walk up and say, hey, we're going to, how did that go? That's funny. I was just telling somebody about this yesterday, actually, in conversation about just as a way to just get in the game and get started. Right. So we finally, it was synchronistic that Earth Day is tomorrow because it was at the Earth Day Festival two years ago that yeah. we launched Hustlers. And we were just like, let's just get a booth and just get this idea into the community. No kidding. So we got one of these booths yep. down at Earth really? Day. Create, went to the 99 cent store, got a bunch of art supplies. <laughs> really? <laughs> made a little makeshift Hustlers sa- like sign that we hung up at the top of this tent we borrowed from our friend. And, it was a Coors uh, Light tent, wasn't it? It was a Coors was Light it? tent. No kidding. <laughs> we strung Hustlers across the top, and then people just came over to us one by one like, throughout that this? weekend. What is Hustlers? So many Some people, people were looking for a beer. So but... many people came because they saw the Coors Light sign and sure. said, you guys got Coors Light? And we're like, nope. <laughs> what is Hustlers? So we explained it to them. We I think we had about 75 or 80 people signed up on and our... And what did you... What was Hustlers then? It was just... We said, hey, we're teaming up to serve the community together. And we created Teaming this... Teaming up to serve the community. And we always got you know, it. learned how powerful it is to create some sort of tangible mission. So we created a big mission. We said, hey, our goal is to impact positively every resident of Santa Barbara by the year 2020 as a team. And it's open to the community. And people really loved the idea. People didn't really know how it was going to work, nor did we, but they loved the concept. It made it tangible, and it got the ball rolling. And you had 80 new friends. And we had 80 new friends. (laughs) Yeah, we had had two before that, so... We're pretty wow. happy. <laughs> so it was cool, though, because the first event we did was uh, the Fork and Cork fundraiser for the food bank at the Montecito Country Club. Mm. So, And how did, did they find you or you found them? That was actually through Melissa Howard, formerly worked at the food bank. Great uh, local um, person. Had she seen you, though, at Earth Day? I had actually already been volunteering a little bit with food bank. I was already walking into nonprofits, something I was just passionate about, finding right. out who was in here. So I, around town when I when I arrived. So I connected with Melissa in the food bank and I had already started to talk a little bit about the Fork and Cork event. I was just wanted to help out. And this was before we had started the Hustlers, right. just a few months earlier. So right. by the time we got going, it was already on my radar. And I had reached out and said, hey, you, you still looking for volunteers? And that was the first place to just jump in. And how about I bring 80? No, so so what happened was it ended up being, it was the two of us and this one guy named Drew, who's an awesome <laughs> guy, a friend of ours now. And so the three of us showed up as volunteers, and they had, You're a team. Know, we were a team. We're a team. We had, there were maybe 15, 20 plus other volunteers there. At least, yeah. But, you know, me, my brother, and this guy, Drew, were the hustlers. No one knew we were the hustlers. Like, we were, the we were hustlers. just mixed in with the crowd. Right. But that was just, I think, a really great example of how to just throw yourselves into your passions and not really necessarily worry about how it's all going to work out or how it's going to become this right. big company or achieve this big mission. you got to just get going and be in the moment and play day by day. And that was our first opportunity to get in the game. And now it's been two years, and, you know, we've done 50 to 75 yeah, events. 75. We've have really? 600 people have joined at least the network now. I'd say probably 200 to 250 different unique people have volunteered with us. We've worked with 40 plus nonprofits. 
to help them throw fundraisers wow. and and it's been it's been really successful and and it grows virally now so we don't really publicize it but every day new people join really the, the so the synchronicity that happened around that first event though I'd love to share sure that's it goes back to your question how do you get yeah. started yeah, you got to yeah. start somewhere right. well right. that first event there was only three of us but we were somewhere along the middle of that event as it's running completely smoothly we had jumped in and helped set up you know for an hour a couple hours did our part we're enjoying a glass of wine and a lady comes over to me and just starts raving about the volunteers and how well everything is moving and thanks for your support. And, of course, there's just a couple of us that have jumped in along with all these others we'd never met before. And, hey, we're just doing our part. Well, sure enough, she runs another event. Mm. It's called the California Wine Festival. Mm. She says, hey, you know, I need volunteers coming up in a couple months. I got this wine festival. Could you help me? Could the hustlers help me? Sure. Of course well, we can. That led to the next event and the next event and actually work with that company now. I'm the volunteer coordinator. They hired me really? out about a year ago. So now I do all the volunteers for that event and others. But it all started just by getting in the, the game the first time and showing wait, up wait, and wait, moving wait. some chairs. You invented a job. Yeah, like like you just thought, well, you know what? I would like to have a job. Why don't I just imagine one and then it'll show up? Well, it's funny how that works. You yeah. know, it's yeah. a powerful... actually that's a thing. It yeah. is. Yeah, that's a thing. we talked the whole conversation about about that principle no. right there. I think but, I just I know so many young people that kind of struggle with that. Like, well, what am I going to do for, you know, for 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 life? I teach up at the City College and there's that that kind of like fight to be like so many choices, so many things to deal with, but that idea of like how do I get in the door? I don't have a big enough resume, I don't have a big enough and it turns out no, just uh, just go volunteer. Just go volunteer a little bit. Yeah, if bit. you want to really get in the game, Apparently, moving chairs, setting up and breaking down chairs is a yeah. giant need in the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. I think you said that to me. Well, we have a specialty. Do you need chairs set up? Because we're really good at that. <laughs> well, I can't tell you how many chairs we've moved in this town yeah. in the last yeah. two years. Big like, chair oh, movers. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, I, do, I'll announce it now. We're yeah. doing um, TEDx Santa Barbara with live speakers. So we're not doing a stream. We're going to do live speakers in August here in Santa Barbara. So soon. And it's yeah, <laughs> 16 weeks, right. dude. It's, yeah, it's like great. it's almost here. Yeah. But um, the chairs the hustlers will be for, well, there we have seats, so great. we're gonna we're gonna put <laughs> them to chairs. work. He's gonna fill uh, the chairs, yeah, right? we'll just we'll take the seats out and put in chairs. Um, but hustlers for humanity are a part of that team. And uh, we're, we're excited to have you guys on board because this, I mean, when we talk about positivity and, and making an impact, the TEDx movement worldwide, it's all about that. And us bringing it to Santa Barbara and bringing, we're bringing in some speakers that are crazy, interesting, inspiring in lots of different areas. And then a lot of local speakers as well. So this is gonna be a, uh, can't wait for that. So stay, stay tuned. Tell me, um, I'm just going to, because I forget to ask this question till the end, so I'm going to ask it now. So this sounds great. However, there's got to be a dragon in this story somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Where, tell, where's the, what dragons are in this story? Well, in terms of the challenges we've run into, yeah. and this is, yeah, this dragons wasn't obviously. Are, I like dragons. I'm a Game of Thrones guy. I like, so. oh, dragons are, okay, no, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I think the Starting this with really with very little resources to start okay. with. You know, this was a passion project from the start. This wasn't, right. you know, we weren't doing this to make money to start with. We said, hey, how can we serve? So th the challenge one was just little resources financially mm -hmm. to really put ourselves out there in any way. But also the fact that we were practically, I mean, I was, I was actually living in my car when I sure. started The Hustlers. Okay. Um, and my brother would actually sleep 
in my car with me. Well, I think we were both living in his car when <laughs> oh. we started this. Okay. Which I uh, really appreciate now. At the time, it was a little more challenging. But I love that <laughs> sure. that's actually how it started because I think that that's all good ideas need to start from some sort of real drive to make a difference regardless of circumstance, regardless of access to resources or knowing how it's going to all work out. And uh, that was just a really great opportunity for us to, to show ourselves our commitment to bring something great into the world and not waiting around till you know, as Tim Ferriss says, all the green, all the traffic lights are green at the same time, which will never happen. <laughs> or I think we all have this idea right. that at some point I'll be ready to take that trip or start that business or have a, ch- have a child or do that thing. And we kind of have this story going on in their minds that keeps us from being present that tells mm-hmm. us someday X, Y, and Z will happen in a line, and then I'll be able to do this. Then I'll be fulfilled and, yeah, or yeah, whatever it is. And you're just, like, yeah, we're no. waiting around for this plan to arrive mm-hmm. to us. That then we will only act once we have a really good plan. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting that we that has been a recurring theme on the show. Yeah. We hear that from people a lot. It's like, no, your your now is pretty amazing. Don't wait for that that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, thing, now right? is always the best time to act. I think it was it Emerson said, "Do the thing, have the power." it was it might be somewhere so, else so just just to back yeah. that up a little bit you guys made that sound pretty pretty not so not so scary but so you 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 both came to Santa Barbara and and just because you you felt like this was a good environment were you surf bums or like what what was the idea I never surfed in my life <laughs> <laughs> so you so you came to a surf uh, a surf spot and didn't surf and um but just that 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 kind of like that the math of putting that together of like like here you are living in your car trying to like like hustle something together put something together and and, and volunteerism is such a strange first step or or maybe like you know such an odd component to be thinking about when you're thinking about survival how does somebody who's worried about survival uh, kind of have the altruism. I'm going to go give away my time. Yeah, yeah. You don't, and that's the the key is that we had stopped thinking about survival at that point. I wasn't. I I was completely trusting in in you know spirit right, to sure, kind of guide of me, and I think sure. my brother can probably say the same. We weren't thinking about survival. I knew I was going to be okay. I just had huh. trust, and I and I think going back to your point, it's, it's it's often the most challenging to put yourself in a position to go volunteer to do something of your heart when you're thinking about or worried about survival. Mm-hmm. But if you're not. It allows you to live open-heartedly in a way that allows you to act from passion and just to do that thing that's inspiring to you and look to serve and to give of yourself, Mm -hmm. even if you don't feel like Mm -hmm. you have much, you do. Mm. And that will lead to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and that's what we found. So by not being afraid but or or acting, you know, maybe in the midst of some fear, I think we had gone through a pretty big conscious shift for both of us too where we weren't really feeling that fear as much as maybe a lot of people are. It allowed us to just step out and just do something that we were really passionate about and trust that it would work out. And, you know, it's been very challenging, but it's, it certainly has worked out. It's, you know, where it's grown today is really inspiring and we love what we do. Wait, what happened to the fear? How did you guys fight? How, what, what, what happened that changed that fearfulness? Many years of just conscious and spiritual and personal development. Huh. Just a lot of really hard internal work for years and years. That's really what it was. And uh, both, of you, both of you? Both of you? Yeah, I think we both went through our own separate journey in consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, through studying the power of the mind to create sure, sure, and sure. Uh, understanding our connection to source energy and, you know, what it means to be both physical and non-physical at the same time. And I think that might be 
uh, we could open up a doorway to a, a whole different conversation <laughs> if we want to go that way. Well, that so, um, but that's that's foundationally what you had to pull from, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then the DNA of the volunteerism, the DNA of seeing your father involved in the community, and and I, uh, a big family for you guys, or we have like a very tight family, you know, Italian and Greek, and just um, you know, we have a younger brother who's. And Tate's got a family now. She's kind of like our older, wiser, younger brother. <laughs> As they <laughs> are. I love that here. You know, we're like the black sheep. Yeah. But a very tight, small family. So we have a very close family. Not yeah. very large, per se, but just really close. So family is really important to us. When I first met you guys, or in one of the early conversations, I remember you saying that, because sports is big for you, right? With your, your dad. Sports mm-hmm. is big. And that you would go to Fenway Park, and you would go to the Boston Garden, and you would be involved in sports. And those of us who have done sports ball, uh, you, that, that feeling of all jumping up when the shot is made or all jumping up at the same time. So there's that, you were saying that there is a feeling, a closeness, a bond, a tribalness to that, that that's what you're trying to create here. Surely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where the team side of the volunteers volunteerism comes into play is growing up in that culture where uh, sports are so much a part of life and it's it's something that really ties everybody together it's like one of those commonalities everybody has together is you can wake up and walk out of your house that day and bump into your friends or family or even strangers and you're wearing the same ball cap and you 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 caught the game last night and just you're all cheering for the same team for the same cause that represents you in some way Mm -hmm. and it seems Mm -hmm. it seems simple and if you don't grow up around sports you might not even really understand it what it does to pull community together but Mm -hmm. to have this kind of epic goal and vision and mission to win a championship and be to be champions together and to all be rooting together uh, is a really cool thing. And then coming to Santa Barbara, and, and there's not really any kind of professional sports atmosphere right. here, but does have a community that's very tight-knit and close together. Very much so. We kind of saw this void in the market for a team that could really tie the community together. And that's really what the hustlers stand for and what we are continuing to grow into is this kind of team that is here for the town. And we might not play basketball. Our sport is community service. Um, and I oh. think ultimately that might even be more powerful than playing football or basketball is to turn the town on itself in service. This, um, so you've, you obviously you're not sleeping in the car. So no. you figured out how to make money. <laughs> figured out, figured out some some way to you know put food on the table. We have is, a table now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, point. Point. Um, so is hustlers for humanity evolving into a business where it's got a sustainable, predictable revenue model and it's something that you guys can focus on? You know, it's getting that way. It doesn't quite have that yet. Um, We've kind of focused on building the core team culture first. So, you know, it's growing very quickly. We started by kind of marketing it to the general public, um, which has is, is, is worked out very well. And now we've kind of moved into both the college community and also the high school community. And How, it's starting how's to, that? Tell me about we that. Have, um, we have a club, a hustler's club, on both the City College campus and the UCSB campus run by students. Hmm. Um, and hustler's it, club? Yep. And so we're kind of taking a fraternity sorority model um, um, because Hustlers is designed to expand to other communities. So it's a community-based model. So um, we will be growing it to other universities once we kind of 
create the structure for this one. And it's it's so far it's working very well on the college level. Students really what's love wor- the what's idea. What's working specifically? Students are really excited about the idea of teaming up around service. It's something that really comes naturally. I think I think that it comes naturally to all people, but I think maybe the older you get, the more you've been trained otherwise. Um, but the younger you are, I think it comes really naturally to you to just look to serve and look to team up with your peers and do fun things together that bring make a difference. So students are really drawn to the idea and, and are already recruiting each other into the idea. Um, so so what, what else about it that is working with the students? It's community-based. It, they like it, teaming up. It allows them to each individually bring their own passions to the team. Just like a sports team would, you know, you've got a basketball oh, sure, team, sure, sure, sure. 10 or 12 guys, everyone's going to play their own position and offer their own value. Not everyone's doing the same so thing. So you extend the team metaphor out to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it takes a, a group of people coming together over a common cause to accomplish it. So with the, the team atmosphere allows you to bring yourself to it. Now, so in, and then what we do is we really get to the, the truth behind what people want. And that's what we've learned since we started really interviewing people when they come in. What do you mean by that? Well, just asking the right questions. You know, mm-hmm. I think Tony Robbins taught us that is the most important thing you do for anybody is ask them a really great question. Yeah, and I agree. We ask just a few very simple questions, but they're really powerful. And, and you know, I'm, I'm blown away, but when I ask, following the questions, I often ask, when was the last time someone asked you these questions? And it's practically never. Never, right, right. The first is, favorite, what are you most question? passionate about? Okay, got it. For some reason, they haven't heard that question, like, ever. I don't know why no one's talking <laughs> really? about that. But what are you most passionate about? And okay. we ask, it's, it's usually framed as, as what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah, what do you want to do? Totally Which is right, 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 right. a totally right. different question, yeah, yeah, yeah. though, right? Because it right. it it's not really what you're most passionate about. You know, and it about. can. I think, actually, yeah. the, the, the what do you want to do when you grow up could be a great follow-up question. Could I have to yeah. grow up? To, yeah. Well, I just, you know, it's, it's child to heart is right, right. what right. some people say. So what's your favorite question? My favorite question is what is your biggest passion? Because that right. is something, one, I've realized that most people aren't even hearing that question, but mm. it allows people to really Do they reflect? reflect. Yeah, they, they slow down and they think they about do. it. They do. Some people know right away. Some people yeah. don't even know how to answer it. No, and no. I think either way, it's a great question to ask because then and now they're thinking about it. And if someone often, you know, we do get answers from it, obviously, and that is a great starting place to be able to connect to somebody around service and around the heart. And that's what we're trying to do. And that's why what we've been doing is working so well because there, most people aren't really getting that. Other elsewhere, they're not getting it in college. They're so working so hard on their studies. They're not getting it at their job because they're working on making money so they can try to stay here in Santa Barbara and enjoy a surf every now and then mm-hmm. or sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're getting to the heart of what people are really about. That's why it's working. And it's not, you know, you just take the, the, a few minutes to do it, and people are really excited to be in that conversation. That's what we're finding. So it, it, it feels, what it feels like is, you, you don't want to say religion, or you don't want to say spirituality, you want to say mindfulness, but it is, it's that part of us that's not satisfied, because maybe we're not going to church, or we're not doing this, or we don't have a practice, but that there's a big hole if you're not doing something that's bigger than yourself. Would you mm. agree with that? I would definitely agree with yeah. that. Yeah, it's like a so, human yeah. practice. That's kind of what you're, it is like yes. adding a human practice to what, what's not there, is that I, I need to practice being a human more. That's a really great way to put yeah. it. You know, just like we don't talk about that much, you know, but it's just about well, we can to be a human being and then, right. you know, a community we, member and a, right? yeah. <coughs> because you're, um, my, I, I was asked after, I think our first TEDx, which was completely consuming, says, why are you doing this? You don't you don't make any money. You're working. It's insane yeah. how much work you're doing. 
and you don't get anything out of it. I mean, there's no tangible thing that you get out of it. Why, why do you? Mm. I said, I've done community service my whole life, but this is the first thing I've done where I truly had no ulterior motive at all, mm. other than to be a part of a global movement, which is, you know, that was five years ago when it was just starting. But I, and I, I hadn't actually said that out loud as I'm doing it. I, because every other thing that I would volunteer for, there was some something in it for me. For sure. Right? There was something in it for me. And it was usually not monetary. But now if we think about this, I want to be connected because you've been saying so much about it being about your heart, mm -hmm. right? And, and what you're passionate about, what you want to get back to. Digress a little bit. I wish this existed 20 years ago <laughs> when my daughter was in high school. I'm not outing her age right now, but um, a little bit you are. <laughs> I just I know I did. She's turning 40 this year and she's freaking out. Um, she and her best friend would find a nonprofit to volunteer for every month. Hmm. They went to a different hmm. one every Wonderful. month. They until they found the ones that they liked and then they would hang with those and and on a it was I thought I'd never even I'd like I should interview her to find out where did you come up with that because it didn't come from me. This was external to me. Yep. Can yep. you can you guys de uh, debunk something for me? Um, the, so the name uh, has has got some brand baggage with it. <laughs> um, what has has that become a, a conflict at all, or have you have you had to reconcile that, or how how do you maybe reconcile that? I think that I'll let you take this one because it's your fave. <laughs> right. So clearly, I'm not the like this happened. I've heard this right? question. I think like maybe four or five times. Sure. Sure. No, yeah. just can't, every okay. day. Yeah. Um, oh really? <laughs> we've gotten it consistently. I, I think it's it's my favorite part of the whole operation is this the, the name it's just you have to talk about it I think yeah. one way or the other and I think that's part of the fun is that you have to take a minute to be the name either people love it or people are it's got some other connotation there have been three like, or really? four times when you've used it and I thought oh that does sound like a team like you know oh we're, we're from the hustlers we're the hustlers that makes mm -hmm. sense to me but then when you say like the hustler club I boom like triggers <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I think everyone's got their own trigger to it my favorite definition of hustler is to play wholeheartedly mm. Mm. and it definitely comes from our sports background so if you don't have a sports background you've never been told by a coach to hustle then yeah. you might have other connotations to it and you know especially if you grew up around you know hustler magazine and maybe to hustle people and maybe the, I think there was a movie with Paul Newman in it or it was, see that one's so, fine with me yeah so there's a <laughs> lot of different you know just I think it's a real it's a real example of how powerful our definitions are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so many mm -hmm. people are so unaware of the power of words in general mm -hmm. and then the power of the meanings we add to words yeah, and yeah. things and a complete lack of understanding about how that shapes our perception. And so if you go into something blind and you're walking around all day and you're just a byproduct of the way you're looking at things, then that's not a very powerful place to be. So I think hustlers is a really great kind of pattern interrupt for people when they hear it. They're kind of like, hustler, oh, whoa, yeah. what is, what? Yeah. Like, and, wow. and everyone has a different meaning or belief or, or definition that they come into that conversation with. So there's no way for me to know when I bump into somebody what preconceived notion they have around the word hustler. It might be something really positive or it might be something maybe really negative. It doesn't really matter to me. By the end of that conversation, it's pretty obvious what we mean by it. And if you positive. bump into our team right. out in the community, I think it's pretty obvious what we're about. Right. Um, but we have had some conversations where people's preconceived notions or definitions of that word 
or create some sort of barrier or limitation for them to access what it is we're doing. But maybe that's something good for like maybe that's a that's a challenge for you guys. Yeah, I, I, there was, thing. There was yeah. one woman early on, really s- a sweet woman, who called me and she was having a really tough time with the name. She suggested changing it to oh, many really? things because because she had had some preconceived sure. notions around sure. that name and some <laughs> of her peers even more powerfully when she was saying she was getting involved with the hustlers, they had They're a like, negative what? connotation no, don't. and it was hard for her to explain to her to them that this was something different mm. and mm. she actually told me that she had to kind of take a step back from being involved huh. because of the name wow. and I just said oh, you know I appreciate you and and no hard feelings on this end and you know we're, we're, st- we're still here to serve you because you're in the community and our mission is to positively impact everyone in the community so we're here to serve you either way you're welcome to get back involved anytime you want um, but but it has been a really cool part of the idea is that it's it's kind of confronted a lot of people around some some things like that and to add to that, it, it's forced us to keep, continue to hone in on the name mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. use it in different ways. And for a while, we were adding the peace and prosperity. We're hustlers for humanity now, mm-hmm. and that's what we talk about, really, f- like, team for I, humanity. I, that, yeah. so that works for me. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, and again, we got it in another conversation that we had had. So I think all along the way, the conversations with others have even helped us reflect on the name. And, and um, Your brand is not what you say it is, is what people say about it when you leave the room. Mm. <laughs> That's a great mm. piece of advice. You could switch to the grifters or the con men. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just some options. It's a good secondary Just some options. Names. <laughs> yeah. So like carjackers. I don't know. Just some, you know. <laughs> so I know... I know um, that you've got, I mean, you've already said this is the Santa Barbara one, and then you're going to want to go do this in other college communities yeah, around. It, yeah. and, and this is, you know, you're going to put, you know, we'll, let's see how a business hat fits on you guys. And, and probably there's a B Corp in your future, right, <laughs> you know, to do all of those. I mean, when we look at social, socially responsible businesses, I mean, there is a world. It's okay to make money. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we that that's that, that makes the world go round. And we don't have a problem with that. But the idea of socially responsible and what you're doing, that that's a that's a great thing. Right. That's a big deal. So what what does that look like for you? You know, we're taking on. Uh, we have lots of different opportunities coming our way as the as the idea gets out there. Yeah. So it's really about being present to what's available and figuring out the best paths to move down. So two paths have kind of emerged on a business front. One is that we're looking into, and this isn't finalized yet, is kind of um, taking over and starting to work on a uh, monthly publication magazine for Mm -hmm. Santa Barbara. So it'll be physical, but also online. Hustler Magazine, huh? Hustler Magazine. Uh, It won't be called that. It won't be called that. Um, I think that name's trademarked, so I don't think that's... Is it probably that? that 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 I think he's thought of that. Knowing knowing that (laughs) people don't read... How how does doing and and how does actually making a magazine because that's expensive. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are expensive about that. How is that? Where where, where did that idea? Well, it can be expensive, and I also don't have the belief that people don't read. So okay. I believe people do read if okay. inspired. Okay. Um, so. It, it kind of just came uh, through a series of synchronicities, um, and I don't want to talk about too many of the details because okay. it's not finalized okay. yet. But I think it, it's a business that kind of showed up for us, and we had thought uh, about it in the past. Uh, but because of the way it's showing up, we think it does further our okay. mission and okay. our ideology for the group and our ability to okay. impact the entire community. Okay. It's a very leveraged 
opportunity to impact different parts of community very okay. effectively oh, nice. and promote good things going on. Oh, great. And okay, with, with a growing team good. of volunteers, we are able to leverage that So it's part of the group. awareness. It's part of the awareness. Right, because that's the exactly. big part is awareness, is. right? 100%. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So we, also, we can do a lot with that. I've got a background in newspaper, too. It was my first job oh, out of college do. for a couple of years was working with a newspaper, a very large community newspaper in Massachusetts. Right. And I just, I loved the industry. I left, obviously, at a time when I moved out to California, and it looked like the, you know, print was dead. It was cratering. Um, but being here in town, we realize how close of a community this is, mm -hmm. and there's something about a community magazine, something huh. that's bringing people together huh. at a local level. Huh. Not to say we need to have, you know, millions of copies going around, but a very select number of copies in people's hands sharing issues that are going on, opportunities to get involved. There is a place for that. And, and, and have you, um, so off mic, we'll, I've got some people you should talk to. <laughs> Just in a, in a, you know, uh, I'm all about team stuff, and we know this, right? And so the alliance of people that you could bring to bear on that who would probably appreciate such a, a channel, we, we call them expressions, right? So it's, it's yet another expression of this idea. That's great. So that was one. What You said two paths. What was yeah, the other, the other is that through the work we've been doing, and as the team has grown, we've uh, we've realized that we need to create some sort of technology that facilitates the service and interconnection oh, our group is got doing. It, sure. Mm -hmm. um, so what we found is over the last two years, we've kind of spread ourselves pretty thin through our communication channels, trying okay. to do all the different aspects of what our group does. One is it brings in new people. The right. second so is onboarding. Onboarding new people. Yep. The second is providing some sort of interconnectivity to the group and allowing them to see each other, communicate right. with each other, get a so sense of team. Build the team stuff. Build the team stuff. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, third yeah. is involvement in the community. So being able to promote events effectively and have mm. people sign up for those events and facilitate the activism that we're just doing. Just the whole project management part. I'm, mm -hmm. I've got to imagine there's just the legit, you said you had 600, but 250 active volunteers, just mm -hmm. managing that. And you don't want to, um, have a lot of human resources, but mm -hmm. it's a human resource challenge. Correct. Like how could technology help you manage and do all the heavy lifting? Mm -hmm. So that's what you're looking at? Exactly. Got it. Um, so, we, so we found we have about five or six different communication channels we use at different times, whether that's our email list through MailChimp or right. meetup.com, which is a place that we use to mm -hmm. advertise mm -hmm. new events coming on our oh, calendar, okay. or our website. Um, so we, I think there's about six different, we, sign up genius is something we use sometimes to sign up sign people for up events. Genius, huh? it's, a, it's a volunteer sign up platform oh, cool. for a, a big event. And a lot of the, like, a, a lot, yeah, a lot of the organizations we work with use that. So then we end up using that. So I think it, like I said, it's about five or six different channels, which is very, it's a lot of work. It's disorganized. It doesn't right. create the unity that we want for the team. Right. Uh, so we, right. for about a year now, we've been ex not only exploring the idea of creating a platform, but in the process have discovered that what we're creating is more of a universal need than just for our than team. Than you thought, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. it's, yeah. It's funny how that works. It is. It right, is. you solve your own problem first. Yes, what, Patrick. Well, I just, I'm, 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 I'm listening to these aspirations that you guys have, but like, I'm, I'm looking for like, what, what are you guys, uh, like with this, here we are on a podcast, here we are with, with a group of listeners who are actively listening, going like, yeah, I like these two guys. I want to help support uh, whatever they're doing. So what, what do you need to come down the road for you? Are you looking for, for, do you need more people at the administrative level? Do you need more partners? Like what, what are you guys hoping to, uh, to locate? next like what's the next big exciting thing that would if it showed up you know I'd, it's a really great question I appreciate you asking that you know I think it would be one or two strategic 
uh, funding partners, mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. a foundation. And we've started talks with several of the foundations here, so we've started those conversations. But a strategic partnership at a foundation um, level mm-hmm. um, with an organization that is aligned with our ideology, mm-hmm. wants to make a legacy impact on both Santa Barbara and the world, and sees this as a great investment of their resources to back this organization. Um, I think that would be a perfect potential partnership. So my, my counsel would be don't limit yourself to just foundations, because sure. that's, that's um, it's an established and that's an, a very obvious and you should do that. Um, there, there's a lot of you know angels in town. There's a lot of people who've done really well in town who who like this idea and could singularly underwrite an effort, right, to do something. And I, and and there are vehicles now, especially with B Corps. Uh, B Corp is a what's called a beneficial corporation, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's a tax uh, classification that's very very new. It's just a few years old. That says. You know, we can have all the benefits of being incorporated, but we're not a nonprofit. So, but we're going to take and fund fuel uh, growth, and we're going to give back. We're going to do all those things we want to do. So, it's it's actually more applicable for someone who's entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. who wants to do yeah. something and grow something. And I'm I'm just thinking, you know, nationally, who would a national sponsor be? I would I would love to see you go off script a little bit and have, you know, like a Nike. You know, like mm. a Nike, because mm. the whole team thing and the team, like playing up the team piece of this. And uh, there, there's this thing called CSR, which means corporate social sure. responsibility. Yeah. And for big public companies, they have banks are big on this, by the way, very big on this. Um, they have to give a certain percentage of their profits to this corporate social responsibility. And everyone interprets that differently, but there's a measurement of that and that's a reported thing. And there's people who are like, oh, we have to spend X percentage and we best get on that kids. And what are we going to do? Figuring out how you could align and meet that person in a large corporation who buys into the vision. I mean, I'm thinking just do it is clearly what you guys, you just did it, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it's, so there might be something there around the great sports piece of advice. side, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That'd be There's great. A, Perhaps know. one of your uh, listeners to the podcast. <laughs> well, you, I mean, you never know, right? I mean, we're, we're sowing seeds, right? We've got listeners literally all over the world who might think, gosh, this is a really interesting idea. Maybe I start a chapter of Hustlers for Humanity in my area. Now you're, you know, you're you're testing the concept. You're figuring out what works and what doesn't work here. Much like 805 Connect is doing that. Like, could we do that regionally in other areas? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, is there a is there a playbook that goes with that? What are all the things that you guys have figured out the hard way, right? And I'm I'm gonna guess short list your table of contents of the playbooks 150 pages right <laughs> you know it's like how do you it's just all the stuff you need to do that people yeah that's what about. we're putting together the template in creating the yeah. system the right programs in another we began to talk about was the high school level i think you're involved there too yes, i'm connected I with a group sure. called don's net cafe i love them we had them in uh, just last week and they're yeah. uh, they're actually let's just send some love to those guys they're in new york today for the first day uh, next week, uh, we'll try to keep the podcast timeless, but uh, we'll post on this. Um, 
They're competing at a national level with the Virtual Enterprise Classroom Project, uh, taking Volt Gaming, which is one of the projects I'm involved with of them. And they're bullish. I had, we had a board meeting yesterday, two, two mornings ago. They didn't know what a board of directors was. And nice. it was like, hey, how do you, what do you think your chances are? And they were very bullish. And we talked about getting ready and how are you going to win and what do you do and how do they measure you? And, and when you think about that level, you know, if we can get this into the high schools, this is a great thing, guys. Yeah, so we've recently started a program, and it's because of Don's Net Cafe. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out, I think it was to, to Gilbert, who, who yes. brought me mm -hmm. in. And I've connected with Juliet now as well. Oh, they were your two guests. Yes, they were. There's another gentleman named Cade yes. uh, Harris who's just fantastic. Yeah, they and, are. They're um, the one percenters over there. They are, and it's about that, because you find those kids, I think you could agree, and then you're like, what's driving you to be such a, yes. just a great human being? Yes. And it's that. You latch on to that yes. person, because they are so, I and mean, they're already doing so much for the community around them. So all what we can do is just offer our own resources and connections and mentorship and guidance, right? But they're, it's their heart that's already driving their own right. service, and it's incredible. I'm blown away about the kids I'm already meeting. But, yeah, the goal is to, if you can connect at the high school level and you're connected, you know, in town at the level we've been able to attract hundreds and hundreds of people that are just, you know, professionals and artists and all, all kinds of people in town, and you're connected at the college level, you've really got the entire millennial generation, 15 to 35 right now, in any given community. And that's the way we've been approaching it. I have an, uh, another idea that might just interesting <laughs> is that one, once this gets, you know, it's not baked yet. It's not even in the oven yet. It's kind of in the oven, but you've baked one cake and you want to bake more. I don't know where I am with the, my analogies. I know today, they're they're but, very uh, interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe that's, that's what it is. That's what breakfast. it is. I'm yeah. eating breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the TEDx movement is 100% volunteer driven. And what if there was, what if you had figured out how do you wrangle volunteers and you had a platform that you made available to TEDx organizers anywhere in the world and said, if you use this platform, this is how you do. I mean, it's TEDx Santa Barbara, the last one we did, we had 84 day of volunteers. I feel like this might be the part of the show I'm going to edit out. That's a really good idea, Mark. I don't think you should necessarily <laughs> be just throwing that out in the world. Like just, you know, giving that away like that. No one's done that. Mm -hmm. No mm -hmm. one's done that. And and in the spirit of giving, that's an idea worth spreading, mm -hmm. right? That help that that yep. would give that would be a huge help. Mm -hmm. But that builds your platform outside of your target market, which is colleges and mm -hmm. high schools. Yeah, we are. I mean, that's a really great point because I we are because I do a lot of volunteer coordination myself now, and so we're building this platform that we're working on specifically for our own needs, including there's a big event going on. I need 40 volunteers. I right. need to create that for someone. Right. For myself right and how do you best fill those spots if you look at the the creation myth of every successful business they solved a personal problem the ones that are good they solved a problem for themselves mm -hmm. it wasn't hey what big problem out there is out there no it's like you're passionate i'm doing this thing that there's a lot of friction i want to remove the frick that's what you want to want to remove the friction burn fewer calories mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. how do i do that well, it's easier now with technology. That that's typically the answer. Is mm -hmm. how, how can technology help us? To so that, that you know brings us back to that that platform that we have in development. It actually is designed to answer that problem. It nice. solves that problem. Answer that question. Yeah. Sweet, guys. Uh, we're, we're at the end of our uh, end of our time. We're going to run out of disk space. This was uh, <laughs> well, probably not. Um, 
I, this is really, I'm, I'm glad to have a, another deeper dive. We've had several conversations off air, but I'm glad to have this one and get this out there and get people thinking about this. There's a, there's absolutely a role in life to have your, your, your business. You know, if we think about fitness, wellness, and nutrition as the three things in our lives that keep us going, right? This wellness piece of it, which is going and volunteering. So I would have people come. How, how do they find you? Where's your website? We send inquiries right through our website, www.sbhustlers.org. And also to join the team right now, meetup.com is the easiest way just to find us. We're on there. It's a popular social network platform. And what, when they go on there and they search, what do they search They can for? search for volunteer, we should show up. But, but Santa Barbara Hustlers, you'll find us really easy on there and a really quick, easy way to join. And, and then if people are, are moved to, like, God, I want to I wanna help, but I want to – I don't live here. I'm in India. I'm in Venezuela. I'm in – literally, we have people mm-hmm. all over the world listening. And they go, this is really a clever idea, and we want to be – let's turn this into something bigger. Let's, let's have your, this dream come true. Can they get a hold of you on the site as well? Yep. Send an inquiry. That would be fantastic. Yeah, because there's, there's definitely something here. And our listener could help. And thank you so much, guys. Now, one of the things that our listener has been waiting patiently for, because uh, we've had, this is a long show, this is great, um, is uh, we're going to take this conversation, we're going to package it all up very nicely, and we're going to put a bow on it. And we're going to have a, if it was a book, we'd put a title on the book, and we'd put it on the shelf, and we could pull it down. What does that title say? Just do it. Just do it. Do you think Nike's going to have a problem with that? No, I think, I think like they're going to love it. <laughs> they're going to love it. Just do it. I, I liked when you guys said, I wrote it down over here to keep track of it until right now, uh, was Our Sport is Community Service. I thought that was a really Ooh. good title that came out of it. That's fantastic. No, it, that sums it up very very much as well. You guys, thank you so much. And uh, I'm we'll be getting in touch with you on our TEDx. We're... we're we're rocking and yeah looking forward to that we really enjoyed the last one and it it really uh fits well with our ideology of what our team no it's exactly it's it's right on brand for you guys Mm -hmm. it's exactly on brand and uh we patrick we got our license just this uh, five days ago and i posted on facebook had 200 new signups uh on the website and 100 people volunteering and i was like Oh, I want to send them to you guys. So that's what I'm going to do. I'll just send Fantastic. all the volunteers right to you guys. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. It'll be Thanks for having us on. Yeah, I really appreciate you it. Are, you are so welcome. Thank you very much. I love working with you guys. I just, I, I love your energy a lot. I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services, our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, for this great studio where we have these amazing conversations, and Cielo24, who provides the searchable captions for our show. The 805 Project, now going into our third year, is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. I want to deeply thank them. We couldn't do it without your help. More information, if you want to know why we are even doing this, is at 805connect.com. Patrick, what clever little morsel <laughs> do you have for our listener today? You know, I, anybody who's a regular listener knows that this is that moment that I get to uh, uh, give you some bit of quippy advice. But mostly, let's, let's just cut it simple and just call call your moms. They, they miss you. They've been waiting to hear from you all day. I so know. Just, and just stop listening to podcasts and, and said, call your mom. You know, what if you called someone else's mom, called your best friend's mom who knows you and say, you know, your kid's doing good. 
Oh, that's, you know what? That's, okay, Trump. You went, yeah, there, I'm not Trump. <laughs> that's the wrong one. <laughs> but you've trumped me. Good work. Good there work, you Mark. go. Thank you. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. <laughs>